Hey, hey, namaste, my fellow Marvelous Nerds. This is the Marvel Mythos Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Byerly. I'm joined by a couple of friends, otherwise known as the Jakes. Jake McCausland. Happy Wednesday. And Jake Goff. It's October 3rd. This is Avengers Operation Galactic Storm Part 1 episode. I normally give you a full rundown of what we are covering, but honestly, there are too many all over the place. This is the first 11 issues of Operation Galactic Storm that we're going to cover today. You can find a full list on comicbookherald.com, or you can visit our website, marvelmythos.com, to see that as well. So with the nature of this, we're going to do things a little different. I'm going to run through a like basically a full summary of what happens. Then we're going to kind of discuss all over the map. I don't really feel like going through all 11 issues one by one, kind of like we have done in the past. kind of want this to be just a natural discussion. There's so much that happens. I'd rather focus on the characters that we cared about versus the overall, each little point that took place. So... Uh, so basically, to start off, Rick Jones has a dream of Cap becoming the Supreme Intelligence, which is like the Kree leader or was a Kree leader. He meets Cap to discuss it, and then he gets attacked by Warsaw from the Shi'ar. In the process, Rick Jones is abducted, and then uh, Oracle from the Shi'ar ends up reading his mind to to find a thing called the Psych Magnetron. Later, during the Kree Scroll War, the Avengers discover that the Scrolls had the Omniwave Projector as well. At least this is what she gleans from his mind. The Supreme Leader was more or less responsible for that war as well, and eventually Captain Marvell died of cancer and was buried near Titan, which is important for them. The Shi'ar then go to get the Psych Magnetron first. They battle the Avengers. They successfully get out with the Psych Magnetron. Quasar follows after them, finds Captain Atlas and Dr. Minerva. I think they were part of the uh, Kree that were inside the tomb. Then Quasar battles a few different Shi'ar. He ends up winning, but Atlas ends up getting the bands. Atlas and Rick Jones start teleporting back and forth. Incidentally, there's a big fight with <laughs> Wonder Man. Uh, Wonder Man ends up defeating Atlas. And uh, through all this, the Avengers find out that they're like these solar flares are acting crazy. The team eventually goes to save some star core life pod, which is like some uh, Terrans that are up in space. And they battle a Shi'ar spaceship, resulting in securing them as prisoners. Cap suggests the team splits up to try and convince the two warring races to parlay, because the Stargate they are using to go back and forth between each other's realms or whatever galaxies is causing the Earth Sun to go crazy, threatens all of Earth. So at this point, it splits into three teams. Iron Man and Cap's team surrenders to the Kree. It's eventually Cersei helps them escape by masking them as Kree. Iron Man locates the central government building. And then they uh, attempt to get there, but are attacked by Korath. Cap saves the team because that's what Cap does, right? Cap's awesome. Uh, Thor's team, Thor ends up fighting Gladiator. He wins, but they are expected by the Shi'ar and get captured anyway. Wonder Man gets angry that the Star Jammers are going to transport the bomb that Lalandra wants to the Kree system and detonate it. So he and Vision hitch a ride. They convince the Star Jammers not to take the bomb to the Stargate, but end up getting left with the bomb drifting through the Shi'ar galaxy. And then the Earth team and Quasar is like the third team. Um, so Nightside and the Shi'ar attack. Minerva and Atlas get away in the scuffle. Turns out Minerva was a scroll working with the Shi'ar, and they capture Atlas in order to get the bands from him. Quasar goes to intercept the Shi'ar in an effort to regain Atlas and the bands. He ends up fighting Neutron and Starbolt with the help of her. Gets to the Shi'ar, learns they sent the bands to a world in their home star system. Binary and some others stop Quasar from getting the bands and leave him abandoned. That is essentially the abridged version <laughs> of 11 issues, the first 11 chapters of the Operation Galactic Storm. So now that I've talked for an hour, what did you guys think? I would actually prefer if you went first this time. <laughs> Let me start by just saying Rick Jones is the worst. And it's the fact that this whole thing started with Rick Jones. Uh, I'm so irritated. I, was just, I hate Rick Jones. However, on Rick Jones, the greatest part of this whole story to me was the issue when they actually were going back and forth from Rick Jones to Atlas. <laughs> Mostly because I just hoped he would get obliterated in the meantime. But it was very great. It was well depicted. And I thought that was probably my favorite of this entire launch was that back and forth. The art was great. The They did a good comedic part of that. But Rick Jones just... So I will say this, when I first started reading this, like I know you're disdain for Rick Jones, but I've never really read anything with him, or at least not to any real extent. And when I was first reading this, I'm like, hey, he's not that bad. I don't really, I mean, like, 
He's just kind of the representation of the reader, you know, like the... He's just an annoying regular guy that wants to be better than everybody else. And he's the reader. <laughs> the right, reader, exactly. Right? <laughs> no, uh, but I, I, didn't, I didn't hate him at first, but then by about like halfway through the first issue or the second issue that he's in, I was like, holy crap, this guy is just as bad as you act like he is. And I could not stand him. And then you're like, hey, he's going to revive himself. I might actually like him in this. And they're like, nope, nope. Then he had to say a crappy D-bag comment. <laughs> I think that sums it up pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that does sum up Rick Jones in this. Uh, the Wonder Man battle was one of my favorite moments, though, when they're he's fighting, it was Atlas. Captain right? Atlas, yeah. And they just keep teleporting back clank, and forth. Clank, clank, yeah, clank, the, clank. The, the clanking was awesome. I, I could hear it in like my head as it was going off, and I was like, "Yes, this is this is phenomenal." I just pictured like poofs next to me, like poof, 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 and I was like, "That is awesome." And then he uh, kind of outsmarts him by anticipating the timing, and which I thought showed them, you know, giving a little nod to Wonder Man. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. later, Rick Jones didn't like it, and he was like, "Man, you're taking me out. Are you gonna <laughs> yeah, kill me?" He, like, he had. He just has to like make just a little a whole comment about it and it's like dude he i mean essentially saved him you know what i mean so um i i liked the artwork a whole bunch uh, i thought it was um really nice um they did a great with all the coloring and then all of the actual like designs of everybody was was really nice uh there was a lot of like subtle jokes i don't know if you guys picked that up i was like it definitely you know, was i didn't think that quasar would be funny but i actually found myself like legitimately laughing out loud for some of it that he was saying and some of the things that wonder man said in his issues as well were pretty funny so i uh, after reading infinity gauntlet then reading this i did not expect to like quasar and no and he ended up being like my favorite part of this. He whole had thing. a nice personality, which and, was yeah. shocking. Like page two of his stuff, you're like, "Oh, I like this guy." Where, like you said, in Vinnie like this guy is stupid. We're just re, you know, redoing Captain Marvel again. Yeah, which, I, there's another Captain Mar- Captain Marvel in here. Who's this? Yeah, that's the the other one. I can't remember. <laughs> but it's not, not Miss Marvel, is it? No, they had another one that his name was uh, Onslaught later on. I was like, how many times are you guys going to reuse the same name? <laughs> they recycle a lot of the names, but it's just do. better because they went to see Captain or the original Captain Marvel's tomb, right? Right. And Quasar is like, I'm basically I'm obligated to come here and visit you because I filled your footsteps as protector of the universe. Oh, but there's also this other Captain Marvel, and then somewhere there's a Miss Marvel who's going to become Captain. Like what? Yeah. So we actually <laughs> saw her. Did you know that? Like Carol Danvers? That was that. Was, I thought that's who that was in the. You talking? You talking about that? The where they like showed the picture of her getting like the dream she was having or whatever. Uh, she's binary. Oh, she's binary. Yeah, Carol Danvers is binary. So we so she was Ms. Marvel, then becomes binary. Yeah, then she. So she was Miss Marvel, then she becomes binary, then I think she becomes one other thing, and then she's back to Miss Marvel, and then she eventually becomes Captain Marvel. So you put binary in the computer and that becomes Captain Marvel. Yeah, something <laughs> it's the like interpretation that. Somehow. <laughs> is that. Is that her, is that her final evolution? Uh, it is what she is now, Captain Marvel. Yeah, for and now. Who knows what they're going to do with her? <laughs> I think they're probably going to stick with it for a while because she's kind of popular. You know, just with a her, little bit with oh. her whole movie coming out and everything. Mm, that's true. But anyway, so yeah, she was binary, and uh, that hmm. that actually is a nod to the most recent X Men. Uh, episode that we had because I talked about the brood story from like issues 160 to 166. That's I'm pretty sure that's where she becomes binary. So anyway, shout out to the X-Men episode recently if you listen to that. But anyway, I actually so it was surprising to see her. There was quite a few people that showed up in this that are random and don't really do anything besides have a couple pages and then they're gone. She being one of them. But uh, anyway, there were a lot of people that I did like in this Wonder Man. I actually enjoyed Quasar was probably my favorite throughout the whole thing. I would say Quasar gets yeah. the nod for the favorite for everybody here. And yeah. I think Quasar's stuff, I think it had some of the best art. The artwork was... was, was I'm not sure who the artist was, but... Did a great job. Yeah. So, what I don't understand, though, is like there are several scenes with Quasar where he's in space and he's not wearing... The mask? Yeah. yeah. I saw that <laughs> when they first like did like that, I guess, like the hyper jump. And then, like, you see, like, Circe and I think even Thor had, had a mask on. Yep. And I'm like, why, I'm like, why do they have a mask on? And then there's other parts where you see him, like, for instance, later on when he talks to her, there's no mask. Yeah. I, I don't know if was the mask there to, like, muffle out the vacuum of space. I, I really had yeah, no maybe idea. Yeah, it was a communication device. 
Oh, maybe. That because when they're all together, they all had them on, and they're communicating, talking as if they're next to each other. But he's like talking. But he talks to her with yeah, her mask. Well, but her isn't, is, isn't Thor like a computer essentially? Or I mean, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Eric. Oh, Masterson is it? Yeah. 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 I actually two percenter. I actually liked him in this for a minute because I actually kind of showed that he was kind of ba for a minute, and I I was like, okay, all right, that's cool, and then he. Kind of was a douche. Like he, he got so. really cool, and you're like, oh, yeah. He went like, from being every, all my notes went from Eric, 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 and then I was like, oh, Thor. Yeah, I can I can write you as a, as Thor for now. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, you Eric'd it up. Okay, but <laughs> but can we use that as like a as like a thing now? Like, oh man, you done Eric'd up. <laughs> Why I, are you Ericking? Come on, Brian. Jeez, oh, that's how I feel right now. But no, uh, that actually was something that bugged me, like because we've had all this so far where he just fails at everything that he's doing. He's always too late, like too late to the portal when they're fighting the swordsman or whatever. Or like, yeah. And he's not even in, like, he does terrible. Like, they don't even talk about how bad he did at the training thing. So you think he, it, got, he got, like, overpowered real quick? Yeah, because Gladiator is unreal. Fantastic. Like, Glad- he was Gladiator, amazing. Gladiator is one of my favorites as far as, like, the space... You know the extraterrestrials or whatever that are oh, he's undefeatable. He can't he do is. anything to hurt him. He's, no, he's great. He's Superman without. I was his, gonna, I was going to make the Superman analogy, but I was like, do I want to say that exactly? <laughs> well, he is, but instead of having a weakness that's like a green rock, his weakness is a confidence. It's true. So, like, if he thinks mm. he can beat you, it's over. Like, you can't do anything to him. But in this, like, I, I did kind of wonder since um, Eric. Or if we're gonna call him Thor for right now, <laughs> I, I always wondered if like he like picked up Mjolnir and if you put him on him, if Gladiator could pick it up. I didn't. I was like, I hope that was actually how I forgot how it like it was that he threw him through like the star or whatever, like the port. But then I was like, man, it'd be really cool if he just picked up Mjolnir and put it on his chest and then just like walked away, like it just completely nothing. I was like, oh, that'd be pretty cool. But alas, he just yeah, I don't, pff, I don't chucked know. it at him. On that point, though, I was confused on the portal part, right? He's like, I'm going to save us by throwing him through this portal, which takes him back to Earth's galaxy, right? Or is it a different... Did he go back to Soul 3, as they were referring to? Uh, I don't remember where he went. I think the whole idea was just get him away. He can't travel through portal. Like, he can't create his own portal. Okay, so like Gladiator can't. He can just fly. I feel like that portal was specifically so that the Kree and the Shi'ar could go through to transfer quickly. That which is why it confused me a little bit because they were using that. I'm like, well, you just threw him in your own galaxy. If that's the case, yeah, that, you, you know, really, probably right. wouldn't have any desire to do anything to Earth though, because he's not really concerned about it right now. Well, but he, he I, did, mean, I mean, he said, I mean, he mentions it saying like he would destroy you know the the Earth atmosphere or whatever or that galaxy because of to save any of the the Shi'ar. Yeah, to save one life, yeah. he would but destroy he, that. Yeah, but I, but there's no reason for him to do it right. Fair now. enough. You know, that's he, kind of he, going back I mean, forth on. I just imagine like. Like what you said, like right now, because I actually didn't even think of that. So if he would have thrown him through there, he'd probably just be like, what the hell? Like when you know what I mean? Like he came through, he's like, where am I? And then he yeah. sees this, you know, blue and green planet. And he's like, oh, all right. We get that a lot where they just throw them through a different portal and then they leave. Like that is what it happens like three or four times. Leaves it open for anything to happen. Yeah. And right. and this dude's powers, I'm sure he can find his way back. It's just oh, going to yeah. take longer. <laughs> Right, it was the whole idea. It, it's going to take a while, yeah, for him to get where they're at. Well, unless it, he it said that because um, I checked on the the Marvel wiki because I was kind of intrigued to how fast it was that he could move. It said he moved like seven hundred like sixty five miles an hour or something like that, roughly. <sighs> so I mean, he's moving at like the speed like further uh, faster than the speed of sound. So, but I don't. But if he's light years away, I mean, it's still going to take him quite a while to get there. I see he can quantum jump. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he can. I, don't, I think he. I think Quasar is he the only one that does that in this? Yeah, I think so. I believe so. Yeah, and then he uses uh, several different means to find out where he needs to jump to it, which I think is pretty cool to watch. Where, you know, he does the quantum jumps. I think it's pretty cool. He does that much cooler than Captain Marvel did, and it was I keep waiting for them to mention like the cosmic awareness, which they didn't show it, but they depicted it. You know, when they turned black all inside with all like the mm-hmm. stars, it's basically like, in Captain Marvel. It was always him going cosmically aware, and he would make a statement as to. Oh, because I'm cosmically aware, I know this is happening, and you're like, Jesus, are we really doing this again? <laughs> so, like when they showed Quasar, and I think there was one or two scenes when he and he actually had the whole like he turned, got the cosmically aware before he quantum jumped to go. Like when he when he found out about like the sensor being tripped, he was like, Oh, who is it? What's going on? And you you saw him change color to go to that. So that was kind of cool that they still stuck with that. 
Yeah. I, so, okay. So we've talked a lot about Quasar at this point. The, what I actually anticipated when we started was that I was going to end up loving Captain America because that's what we've had to this point, but it's been a reoccurring theme. Yeah, it has been for our, our show and, and he's great in the moments he's in, but I honestly was kind of surprised he's not in more. Yeah, he's not really in there yeah. a whole bunch. I didn't like him in this series at all. No, I don't. I don't dislike him. I just feel uh, very similar to what Brian says about how he's just not in them in the scenes a whole bunch. So like maybe that's one of the reasons why you don't really like him right now is because you don't really see him. But like I do think that when they do show him. He does stand out for trying to, you know, rally the team and do everything. I actually find myself disliking Tony Stark more than I do Captain really? America. Yeah, I had I had mixed feelings. So like the whole the whole Rick Jones to get back on that, Rick Jones and Captain America, their whole like feud not feud, but they have this lot like kind of a hatred there. Basically it seems like a lot of these people have these issues with Captain America right now and it comes through and all of it. It just kinda of bothered me how he handles some of it. Basically, you know, I'm in charge and I'm doing what I what I see is right and I find myself because it's Captain America being like, oh, it's okay. You are right, you know, most of the time, or you're handling yourself. Whereas here, it just really kind of bothered me that he was more empowered than usual, it seemed. Especially when he gets everybody together, then he's like, but... I think I think he assumes the fact that he's supposed to be a leader. And I think that's what bothers Tony the most. But I... What I do find myself liking is the fact that you and I have continually gone back and forth on the fact that we say that we want more core members, or we mm-hmm. want uh, a larger roster of people that we do know. And we do get that here, but I think it's the internal power struggle that you see. Um, that kind of like really bothers me. And it's like, maybe it's because of the fact that right now I'm completely in love with captain America and his character. Gotcha. And then I get Tony Stark coming in here saying like, well, like later on, he pretty much says like, well, me and, uh, Goliath are going to, go here and if you guys can't make it you know whatever and then captain's like well if they're gonna go in half cocked i guess we better hurry up and get there so it's like i think the power struggles what bothers me and i'm not saying that i dislike tony stark but i don't like the fact that he and cap are butting heads but at the same time you've got two of like the heads of the, the figureheads i should say of the basically of the avengers and then they're yeah. just I'm guessing that's probably why they split, to be honest. So and it has a it has a really cool civil war feel to me. I felt like that was kind of a very real situation here with all like the different mentalities and like I'm a huge Iron Man fan, but he's pompous. I mean, obviously it comes across, I think, in here too. Like when you said he's just like, We're doing this and you can get over it. and then Cap sits there and goes, Maybe he's actually right with surrendering, but I wish you could have talked about it first. But right. then I go back to think if I was Captain America and like his stuff, he doesn't usually go and like, hey guys, what should we do? He's like, I'm going to make a decision and do well, it. Well, I think it's because he's always the leader. So, That's but true. the fact that there's two, there's two main leaders, and then they're on the same team trying to accomplish the same thing, and then so they're not used to any more communicating the fact that they need to do something. So then when you get um, Iron Man you know, just surrendering caps. Like, you know, it was a good, like you said, it was a good idea, yeah. but we should have talked about it. And then that way they could have figured out some sort of tentative plan. It's what they're going to do be inside. <laughs> because I feel at this point, I feel like all the other teams, well, I feel like the one, the earth team is probably about as half cocked as captain America's team, because like they're internally <laughs> fighting because you've got, uh, the, what is it? U S captain, U S agent. US agent. agent. Like, yeah. <laughs> I get that. I'm sorry. They're they're too similar. And there's he basically Wonder Man. Like I, I he's it's, he's basically like a cheap imitation Captain America. Is it? Yeah, he has a Captain America shield. He, he like showed up last got time. Like a and, similar uniform and but he but he's he's being a jerk the whole absolutely. like through the whole thing because he was on one of the, the the leads to go to space and now he's stuck there and so basically he's Hawkeye. Hawkeye would have been the same jerky position if he... Well, you know what? You didn't have the special Hank Pym serum. That's true. Well, regardless, <laughs> Hawkeye's kind of a jerk this whole time, too. Absolutely. I think to to go to what you were saying about Captain America, while you didn't like him, I'm wondering how much that was because of the scene with all of them at the table, and he's basically chewing them out for threatening to kill yeah. the Shi'ar or whatever, and Cersei's like, we did what we had to do. So I she's think, got she's got herself a little attitude, yeah. And does. I don't and I don't know what's up with it, but I'm liking it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there's so many people that are acting like jerks. You've got Hawkeye, U.S. Agent. You have Iron Man. Because I mean, in a way, I guess you could even put 
Captain America in there. So it's like, I think like the laundry list of jerks versus the people that are trying to actually save Earth or like stop this uh, war from happening is very minimal <laughs> compared it to really the amount is. of people that they have. Because it seems like everybody's trying to one up each other. And I think that you have so many people involved that it's going to happen. And so the whole split of the West Coast, East Coast. So Cap's in charge of the East Coast. Is yeah. Iron Man on the West Coast? He is. Because it seems like Vision's the leader over there. Like multiple times they were like talking like Thor and then we're like calling him, you know, boss. And just so like the mentality seemed like they were much more a leader in Vision than anybody did with mm. Captain or uh, Iron Man. Like obviously Iron Man's kind of a lone. He's, he's part of the team, but he does his own thing. He's kind of like Warlock where he just shows up like, hey, guys, I'm going to go do this. I don't know. It seemed weird to me. Yeah, I haven't read a whole lot of the West Coast stuff, so I'm not really sure. But I get what you're saying, and it could be just based on how the teams were split mm-hmm. at the time. Because wasn't Vision on like a – he was on a separate team than Iron Man and Cap. So I guess whatever team you're on, you're going to have somebody that naturally becomes a leader. Kind of like I think She-Hulk was more or less the leader for the – Which I'm okay for, by the yeah. way. <laughs> I'm honestly a little sad that we haven't had much more with Black Widow at this point. I don't remember a whole lot. They, I honestly don't even like when he named off the teams. She wasn't even on any of the teams, so I don't know what she's she was doing. Just, she, she, she's on Earth. She well, I, mean, on I understand Earth. that she's but on Earth, right, but they, but he didn't even because they showed like I guess like little like pictures of everybody on the team, and yep. she wasn't there. I understand that she's on Earth. Is she more part but, of the other? Is she part of Shield more so now than this? Maybe at this time because. Could be. I was curious because yeah, they didn't. They showed her next to Cap whenever they did stuff, but they never actually had her doing. She anything. doesn't really have much dialogue either. Like, no, she maybe doesn't. like what four or five blocks with her face if, in it. I would say if that, if that. Yeah, she's not listed on any of those teams. Mockingbird gets more page time than. No, I don't understand that either. Than Black Widow, and then what? Honestly, there was something I was actually looking forward to seeing because it's even dropped. Is when Crystal's like, oh, yay, am I afraid because of this war that could end all of Earth, or am I afraid because I'm going to uh, see my estranged husband's sister, like, because Scarlet Witch is showing up. Right. And then we get, like, nothing between There's no, there's nope. no nothing, nothing at all. They get split onto two different teams, and we get nothing from it. I'm like, why was this even included? Come on. But I really wish there is that another 11 I, parts. There are. <laughs> True. But I, I, I really wish that I got to see some sort of, like, oh, well, you know, just some sort of back and forth, which I don't really see Crystal really doing that, but like no. Scarlet Witch probably isn't too keen on her right now. I would think not. No. But but while while we were talking about uh first for Wonder Man and um Vision, I didn't know that Vision was based off of Wonder Man. I really I did not know that for yeah, some reason. Yeah, part of his um because he uh, artificial was, intelligence or whatever is based on Wonder Man. I didn't get. I, I didn't. I had no idea of that. So when I was reading that, I was like, the, I was like, what? I don't. I didn't know that at all. And then hearing whine about how Scarlet Witch. <laughs> oh yeah, that was. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, which was weird. Not to cut you off, but no, I was no, just like, good. you know, he's talking. Uh, I really liked his issues that he had. You know, when they were talking about. Um, like having an agent and he, I, I took a couple of screenshots of some of the dialogue that he had that I thought was funny. And then he goes here and he's just, he's acting like a crybaby. And I was like, look, I get it. You, you wanted Wanda, but now you can't have her. And then she fell in love with like this robot, but just come on, man. Like, what do you suppose? Like, <laughs> can you not? And I'm, then I'm wondering like, is that why he grabbed vision? Is, is it because like, uh, they, they, because it's because like, you know, like, Oh well, I'm gonna grab you. Is it be like? Is he grabbing him because he's gonna be worthwhile, or is he grabbing grabbing him because he wants to complain at him for like five pages? Wants to complain at him and get him away from. Well, but then he makes a comment about like dying, changing your perspective, or whatever. So like, I know when Wonder Man was created initially, uh, like one of the first Avengers, he was basically created to kill the Avengers, and then he got killed by the Avengers. And I don't know how he became an Avenger from that standpoint, but he was one of the ones. That's I, when they handed him the card. Hey, by the way. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, because I think Zemo is part of the ones that created him and then had him sh- sent over to attack. Like both uh, Wonder Man and Black Knight had actually been against the Avengers. And like I said, at some point between now and issues 300, they became Avengers. I don't know. But regardless, I was like, okay, so he's doing that. And then he mentions, like, oh, but I can't have kids. So like maybe he's like giving a reason as to like why it didn't work. And then it, it makes that illusion like he was. Referring to Vision as his son? Like, he thinks of him like a son? Yeah, it's the whole idea that it's his, like, con- not consciousness, but almost like his consciousness or personality yeah. is what 
drove Vision to have like a human like soul in his previous state. So in Wonder Man's eyes, it's like the closest thing he would have to his son because it's something that was generated from him. So that's why I think he has yeah. that, and uh, which was weird. And I didn't, I didn't know any of that. Well, if we're if we're gonna go off that, how weird is it that Wonder Man is in love with his son's partner? That's yeah. But I think yeah. that's I think that's why he's saying it hurts him more because he's like, you're well, like you know my what? son, that's, and you're that's, basically that's <laughs> ruined fine, what but... chance you had on this woman that I love, and you just I don't know the whole thing was that. That's what I'm saying. Like I just don't get it. Like oh yeah, by the like I feel like Comics. that. Like, that's a. <laughs> Like a weird father and son where they're talking. And he's like, "By the way, I'm in love with your wife." <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, if, and then if it, like if Vision was real, he'd be like, "What was that?" And he was like, um, "For the love of my life, son." Like he would just like say something like over top of it. It just doesn't make sense. I don't. I just don't find. I find that whole dynamic just really weird for me. Which is frustrating for me because there were moments that I, I actually liked Wonder Man quite a bit in this, and then we have those moments where I'm like, yeah. Yeah, he kind of like if you like for me on like a scale of like one to ten, like when you're talking about the scale factor, I felt like Wonder Man at first was like maybe in like the five to seven range, and then like the last part of this just kind of knocked it down to where he's like a three or four. I'm like, you know, you kind of just knocked yourself down a couple of rungs for me. And I, I like I said, I don't know what, what the writing was going with on that. I really don't. And then he, he's kind of all over with his abilities, too. Like, he fights Gladiator and gets annihilated fighting Gladiator. But then he fights later on against, what was it, the Star Jammers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, basically has no issues. Which, I get, the Star Jammers aren't quite Gladiator's level. But, like... I don't know. You've shown him fight Atlas, who's pretty strong Cree, and yeah. and win that even with the disadvantage of the teleportation piece. So I don't know. his his thing was interesting. The first one where he was basically closing out his life to dedicate to this team, like paint off my landlord and oh, closing was, all my stuff. Was, I was like, was so this is kind of cool, actually. Like, that was this, so good. And then they're like. The landlord's like, how long are you going to be gone? I don't know how long I'm going to be gone from this one. You know, like, here's next month's rent. Yeah, here, here you like, go. And then he just, like, jumps off and he's gone. <laughs> like, turn him into, like, a real person, uh, which I thought was kind of cool. Also, I think, just on that, I'm going to go back to Rick Jones because my one of my favorite comments. Hold which, on. Was one of your favorite quotes a Rick Jones quote? It kind of was, actually. Oh, my gosh. When they decided to send him back to the Patheon. <laughs> And he just tells Captain, he's like, he's like, I'll buy, I'll be sure to buy U.S. US savings bonds every year for the rest of my life. And I was like, what is this? Like, who says this? I uh, did like that he shook one Wonder Wonder Man's hand at the end. He though. did. I was like, okay, like even though you were a douche like a while ago, the fact that you're willing to be like, you know what, you did save my life. I was like, thank you. At least there's some sort of yes. redeeming quality about Rick Jones. Yeah, that was, which there's not many. Well, that's the thing. Like he played guitar pretty well. He's bookended you can't hear that so i assume it's all bs yeah i think it is all bs (laughs) but like it's bookended with things that i liked about rick jones but there's so much in the middle that i just i I didn't he's just he's just a whiny character and he's always been a sidekick and so he has like this macho-esque i i'd want to be more than a sidekick and he's always like oh well i was a sidekick to the avengers i was a sidekick to the hulk and i'm gonna go back to the hulk because he protects me like the hulk doesn't give a crap about you rick like you're the reason he's the Hulk. <laughs> Clearly, because he's like banging on the door like, Hulk, Hulk. And then, leave me alone, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> I drink. Hulk sleeping. <laughs> oh, while we're talking about funny quotes, I did. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what um, issue it is, but when you've got Quasar, Vision, Thor, and Circe in space, and then the ship fires upon them, and Thor goes, hey, they're firing at us. And Circe goes, Hercules is right about you, Thunder. <laughs> yeah. You do have an inordinate fondness for stating the obvious. I was like, oh my God, this is the most comedy I've read all day. <laughs> there was some good good one-liners. Cersei had a few. Yeah, she she did. She the, was, the other one I liked of this uh, I like it. Eric when he said, or I guess he was Thor, whatever you want to call him, Eric at the time. He was like, I haven't had a headache this bad since my IRS audit. <laughs> I was like, what? Why do you have an IRS audit? And he has a son. Th- that one is... He said that I had a son, and I was like, what? That one is such a bad joke, it should have been in the round robin Spider-Man <laughs> stuff. I don't know, you <laughs> guys weren't involved, but... And also, in the screenshots that I took of this, you can see where they all have the masks. But you, And then you can see right here, um, I know that no one else can, but he's got like a little like mic piece or whatever. Yeah. So I'm guessing that whatever these masks are, it probably does feed into some sort of communication device for them. Which makes much yeah, more sense than how I was looking at it when we were first uh, reading it. So 
let's see. So some of the other stuff that stood out since we've kind of touched on Captain America, I didn't despise him in this. Like I didn't dislike him, but I didn't, didn't, didn't love, love him. him, but I did love the fight with Korath when he was, uh, so they were trying to escape mm. and they're on the Kree yeah. planet. Okay. And Korath starts to attack them while they're on that. Was it the blimp? I think they're on or trying to get yeah. on the blimp. And then uh, he ends up using Korath's own like batons against him. Like I thought that was okay. This is the Captain America we're used to. And then with Iron Man, he what didn't he lose to Shatterex or something? So like to talk a little bit about those two, like since yeah. we were, but I don't know. It was I don't know, some standout moments for those two guys for me was was that I, I that do. was a, that was a cool fight though. The fight you're talking about with with Captain America because you you know. This dude took that. What do you say? They t- took down Eternal because he took down Cersei with one of those batons. Yeah. So then they like made a they made an importance level as like how big of a deal this was that he wasn't just like fighting a random guy and he caught this guy by you know who just looked like what is it the guy that was in the most Deadpool with the big giant uh, what the hell what was the guy's name that had like the and Deadpool and Deadpool the dude that was fighting uh, Colossus. They got juggernaut. A, juggernaut. They made him, yeah. basically made it look like a juggernaut with like a different costume. He totally and looks then, like the juggernaut that's, man. That's all I could think of when I saw it. But then he like you know, takes a guy down and you're like, all right, good job. And then I think Korath even makes the point like, I'm not worried about you because I scan this whole ship and you're just basically like yeah. a human, whatever, or a Terran, I think is what they but keep You are calling. right. That was a good point because that was clearly a good Captain America. By the point. way, I'm going to start using Terran as like the most offensive term ever. I know. Like oh. when my kids do something, little Terran. So... We've kind of touched on a lot of different people. I want to definitely talk a little bit more about some of the people that I just love naturally, which is Lalandra. I love her. She's awesome. I don't know if you guys care much for her, but she's the... She doesn't, she doesn't do anything for me, but she doesn't yeah. she's, not do anything She's for the me. empress, man. Like, she are. She's she's Xavier's chick, you know? So that's, that's all important stuff for me. But so do you know background on the Shi'ar before this? Because I have no... Some, okay. I have very limited. I've got a few like um, X-Men books that I have. And they're in Gladiator and some of the other Shi'ar mentioned in it. But otherwise, and I only know stuff what I okay. you know, what I came across myself. Yeah, so, so Lalandra and her brother, Deken, and their sister... Deathbird, mm-hmm. like that's which family. that artwork on her is fantastic. Yeah, and we haven't really gotten to what's going to come from her yet. So, like, they dropped her pretty early on that she was working with Lalandra or going to. I'm assuming that her she's the reason for the bomb that I they're going to so. have. That's that's what I'm going to think. Yep, that's what I think too. But a little bit of their backstory. So, Deathbird is the oldest, but the kin ends up being like the the ruler or whatever, even though he's younger than her and Deken goes kind of crazy and he tries to track down the Emkron crystal and he's insane. And the Lalandra teams up with the X-Men and they end up overthrowing him. And then the is the leader. And then eventually Deathbird ends up taking over. She like gets, uh, she teams up with the brood and someone else and they end up booting Lalandra. So Deathbird's the ruler for a while. And then eventually the, I think it's the scrolls, try to take over the Shi'ar and they use Lalandra for their benefit. She, I don't even know if she knows that they're doing it at first. And then she becomes the leader again and then the, the scrolls get booted out. And so this is kind of a little bit after that where she's still the leader and Deathbird constantly wants to, to rule. And that's why she's always showing up with Lalandra. But anyway, so that's a little bit of their backstory to help you guys kind of understand where she's coming from. But I think you're onto something with Deathbird being involved with the bomb. Yeah, it's been a sure. long time since I've I've read these, so I really can't. I honestly couldn't tell you how the stuff ended anymore. So this was something you'd read before. Yeah, I've read I've read a couple of the the big crossovers or like the big events. Like I mean, I've done of course like Age of Apocalypse. I've done this, um, Infinity War or Infinity Gauntlet and stuff like that. So I've done some bigger events, but um, it's been a long time since I've read this stuff. I used to have all of these, but they've mm-hmm. since been lost in different moves and stuff. Um, just going back to so some, some of these I thought were pretty neat. I liked, so I don't know if you, I mean, original Captain Marvel obviously was a Cree that was doing some, you know, outpost work and trying to like investigate more about the human race before he became like a protector of the universe. But it was cool is uh, Captain Atlas, his uniform was the exact same uniform that Marvel used to wear. So obviously, like a reference back to the Cree, uh, like oh. the same green and white. Uh, so I mean, obviously, there's probably some small differences, but 
I thought that was cool that they kept to that because obviously he is a career that came down there. I also did not know. I don't know if you guys know. Um, they mentioned what was it the equipment that got stolen in the cave? Uh, there was the psych magnetron was one of the, the things yeah. and the nega bands yeah so yeah so the psych magnetron was what they said basically would be able to give terrans extra special abilities so i don't know if you picked up on that and they said captain marva or captain atlas and dr mid whatever the name is minerva. Minerva. minerva got their powers from that but i thought that was kind of cool because i had no idea that that's what was part of that like david mentioned that that was part of how like marvel got some of his powers and like when they when him and Yonrog got in the fight when he basically killed Yonrog um, during that explosion is what is what basically Ms. Marvel got her powers from but it was all in, you know in that same relation to that equipment was nearby so I don't really understand like the importance of how like that rubs off on people but that was kind of cool to find out and then the fact that Marvel had the negative bands which used to be in that cave which is how Rick Jones stumbled upon him um, and that, I can't remember exactly that whole story how that happened but. The fact that that was kind of how that started that whole um, negative band space where Pat- Captain Marvel got stuck in the neg, neg zone. <laughs> when we were, when I was reading it and I saw the tomb of Captain Marvel, I was wondering how much you were going to appreciate that because that's been like your foray into comics. With, incidentally, you started with Guardians and then was like, you know what, I got to go all the way back to understand all this. Yeah. And, and I liked that a lot. I really liked that they brought him in there. And then I, I liked that they brought Fire, was it Firestar? Firestar, who's actually Eros. Um, or not Firestar. Um, Lightning was it Black uh, Living Lightning? Living Lightning. I think that's no, weird. no, no, no. It was uh, Star Fox. Oh yeah, Star yeah, Fox yeah. was okay. like you know because like basically like the, he was the brother of Thanos. Yep. Um. So I thought you know that obviously he you know but they had, I think it was his sister or something that married Marvel, and then he had to so I don't so, something like that. I don't understand. Like your name is like Eros. Why Why do you need a <laughs> code name? I don't get that. Like, I, it's like hockey. I'm gonna be Goliath now. I'm yeah. just gonna change my whole entire appearance with like, this pill. It's, okay, I'm gonna change my name <laughs> because I I now took this serum. Just so you get confused, and you're like Star Fox, and I'm like, oh, it's Eros. As soon as I saw the picture, I was like, I see who that is. And then they said who it was. I'm like, okay, but the fact that they were like on, it was like it said it was like a moon around Saturn, like Titan, uh, and, they, and like, they made the reference of like the distance from Earth changed by day. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. They're like, oh, like it's this far on, I don't remember what it was, on this day. And then on Tuesday, it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they said it's 1,379,000 miles from Earth on a good day. So on a bad day, are we quantum leaping and it's farther? <laughs> are we, it's the wind blowing and now it's, you know, it's 2 million miles away? <laughs> I imagine they go up to the quasar and like, quasar, how's it look? And he's like, not good. It's not good right now. Take, not- take the wormhole on the right. <laughs> <laughs> Back to what you were talking about. You were talking about Atlas and Minerva. And I thought one of the coolest parts of the series, even if it wasn't the people that I cared the most about, was when they were captured and then the escape that came from them, where uh, the, I think it's the Shi'ar show up on Earth. And Mm. you think that Atlas and Minerva get out by accident, basically, like during this fight. But really, it was all planned to get Atlas on their side or, or but it said stray bullets what took it out did it it did but then i think we saw the like the, the like the, flashback there, there was intent to get them out i feel like but they mentioned that like a stray bullets would actually took them out of that mode uh, i don't remember it i remember I don't, I, don't, I don't know i don't know because I, I thought of i thought it was like what brian said i mean like unless somehow they caused a stray bullet that's what they thought it was with a stray bullet but in actuality it was that's what i thought like the they were saying it was the stray bullet at first because we didn't know oh, what it was, yes. and then we find out later through like some flashback or explanation I, that it was really the scroll. I think one of my favorite lines in the whole thing was when they had the nightshade, and they said "nighty night nightshade." I was <laughs> like, "Oh my god, why?" Why don't you say like this could be a song or something like that? Yeah, oh, no, the, <laughs> the spider, spider girl, right? Yeah, she just. <laughs> Just nighty night, nightshade. I'm like, oh Jesus, why are you doing this to me? Just stop. <laughs> um, but then right after that, when they have the Quasar has this fight, and he's like, can't touch this. And all I could think of was like, can't touch this. You know? Yeah, I I, I screenshotted <laughs> that too. Trust me. It, it, there was just a lot of little subtle things that shouldn't have been as funny as they were, but like stuff like that just really tickled my fancy. Probably because how I guess serious the rest of the books are. Like, I mean, it's a pretty big deal what they're going through. It's true. I mean, yeah. And then there's that levity inside of it. 
And like Thor freaking out to try and get Lalandra to talk to them or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, that while well, when he like slams everything. Yeah, down. I'm like come I, on. While while we while we talk about Thor, I do have to say that there is a a scene. Hold on, I gotta I have to find it. I'm sorry, I'm ill prepared for this. It's when there's there's a tremor and Thor falls on top of Scarlet Witch. And they're like, is everyone okay? And it says, the tremors seem to have stopped for a moment. Everybody okay? And then Scarlet Witch goes, there don't seem to be any casualties living lightning, but that could change if Thor doesn't remove his arm. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, my arm? And then then you got living lightning say, do my eyes deceive me or is our new god of thunder finally found something about this mission that he fancies? And then Thor goes, keep pushing, Star Fox, and you'll have a mallet where your mouth should be. Uh, so that's not the only time that Thor seems to blush. He blushes later when Cersei gives him props for doing something good. Also uh, true. Yeah. yeah that was I, be my next point. Thor actually was a standout character for me. Yes. And it, it's surprising oh, for how terrible Eric is. I think it's because we hate Eric and we're like, oh, Eric's getting closer to a real Thor. He, he's going to win <laughs> you guys over, isn't he, before this is over. He might. Because he lasts for a long time. I think he even has like his own line at one point, but but I will I will say that uh, the fight scene between Thor and Gladiator is probably one of my favorite parts. Mm-hmm. And then because he he uses living lightning <laughs> as a pawn, <laughs> as a pawn, <laughs> like he just he's like, oh, by the way, I forgot Mjolnir can summon lightning, and then just so happens that living lightning is flying overhead. He's like, well, why just come on down here, bro? And he slams it down, and then and then it's just pages of. Thor just beating the hell out of Gladiator with Mjolnir while he's unconscious. Yeah, like like he's a, he's already down, and it, all you and it's just you hear you're you're going down, Mister. You and every other muscle bound bully who thinks uh, who thinks power drives the right to terrorize to destroy. Swack, 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 and then you got Wonder Man and Vision going. He's done. Stop. <laughs> the ref would have called that fight pretty early on. Uh, yeah, that, I think that Gladiator Thor fight is my favorite fight in the whole thing. It's pretty good, and then the fact that I just I don't really know how exactly he did it, but when like how does he get Gladiator into the star? I don't really know because like they show it and it's like him holding Mjolnir and he's got like and he's I guess like summoning power and the might. Then it's I don't know if he like just grabs like Atlas and not Atlas, but grabs Gladiator and just smacks him as hard as he can. I don't know, but so it's pretty it looked, cool. It looks like from what I picked, I thought he was actually throwing using the hammer, using Mjolnir to throw him through it, and then when I it came thought. back, he then destroyed the portal with the hammer. Oh, that, so like pushes the that, that, That's why I took that one. It's like, hey, now I threw him here, and then now here's so where that, I... So then the big like wave right there is him just, 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 is destroying the... Which, uh, yeah, okay. I mean, I don't know if I'm right, but that's how I read it. Uh, that, that works for me, but either way, it was freaking sweet. <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> But I, I I appreciate Eric if you haven't gathered that I, he's, getting, he's getting better. I think it's the beard. His beard is pretty awesome. Oh my gosh, you guys, you guys are totally sold on this Thor. Of, I, I'm not I calling mean, him Thor I, yet. I mean, do I want the original Thor back? Yes, of course. Yes, I do. Either way, <laughs> you guys were hating on this dude for like two issues or two episodes, and now you're in love with him. In loves a stretch. <laughs> he did. He did have some. Uh, we'll call it. I mean, some qualities mo- very I mean, much he had like the Thor. Most standout moment he did. for the. I mean, like I would say, what top three of all the standout moments of this? I would. So well, he also had a transformation. He went from being Eric, the dude who's there, like, no, no, I got this. Just sit back, sit tight. We don't know the diplomacy, and then to being like, no, no, I'm filling huge shoes. I need to step up, and I think that was, I think, why I liked him in this. He did seem to like break from his um, self esteem issues because mm-hmm. he kind of struggles. I think in the ones we read before with like self esteem, he did. And then he's getting these compliments along the way in this one, and it just kind of gives him more and more confidence as it goes on. I, I do have a question for you right now, bro. Oh crap! What's that? Do you think that after Galactic Storm, do you think that Eric would be able to go higher up on his percentage? Think he'd be in the top two percent? Not in the top two. No. All right. That's that's maybe reserved. a little bit higher. He'd probably be in the top forty. All right, I'll take it. Maybe I'll take it. But it's wasn't that more about response time and like figuring out? Yeah, how but to now, solve he, the now he's coming into his own. So maybe maybe with the extra confidence, he'll okay. He'll stand out. But yeah, I, I, we've we've seen him struggle with that confidence. But you could be right. Like maybe at the end of this, he is going to be in the top percentile for the 
for the Avengers for the, team for the next race. He'll yeah. be in the three percent right below Cersei. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so let's it was see. Crystal, not Cersei. It was, but it I was, was Crystal. Oh, thank you for. I, I, I can remember which one it was. I wasn't going to point it out and make him feel bad. You can point it out. It was Crystal, dude. It was Damn. the only Inhuman besides Lockjaw that I like. <laughs> Which we didn't even get really anything with her at all in this, but whatever. Who cares? I um. And we could have. Couldn't they just use Lockjaw to transport everybody? They should have. They, they could have. Why yeah. are there so many holes right now? <laughs> can he quantum leap? <laughs> I don't know if he can. I mean, it's teleporting, so I don't know. I mean, he can go light speeds, but I assume that's much slower. That's like the that's like the bus versus. Okay, but uh, I mean, versus like, all right, everyone, load into the Quinjet. <sighs> All right, everyone, let's go. I mean, still, like, I mean, if it was a two and a half minute quicker process, I'll take the two and a half quicker minute process. They're going to need it. I did like that they kept referencing that there was a delay in time. That was cool. Oh, that was cool by how they'd be like, uh, what was it? Quasar was like, there's an eight and a half minute uh, delay, so see ya. And then he's like, leaves. (laughs) And I can just imagine they're getting the transmission. All right, I'm leaving. Like, well, what the hell are we going to do without you? (laughs) Wait for eight minutes. I think that didn't even have like different times based on where they were at. Like one I thought was like seven minutes and then one was like yeah. eight. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So I, I like that. I thought that was a cool little a little touch to it. Uh, I so. did appreciate when they brought her into it. Her bubbles were different. Like her speech bubbles, they were like blue and black. I thought that was pretty cool about how they differentiated. Not that we really needed it, but to tell you that it's a, I guess, a, I'm not sure really what she is, to be honest with She's you. She's like a warlock. Okay. So, like, I assume she was created somewhere, probably the same. It's almost the exact same process they did with Warlock, and then they did it with her. And because she was like a a Warlock ripoff or whatever, she took the naming, like a naming convention, like he did, because originally Warlock was him. So she just went with her. And then she was trying to, like, I don't know. wed him for a while and like i guess he was so dead. It'd be her and him yeah him and her mm, yeah gotcha. instead of his and hers uh, yeah that's yeah <laughs> but so she was trying to do that and then i guess there were i guess he was dead at one point so she tried to find someone because i don't know why but like everyone has this need to to hook up in marvel whatever loves the whole reason for everything according to marvel it really is but i mean it's kind of true God, in real life. Yeah. So she like has this, this thing. I don't even remember what it was like some kind of pot or something that she puts around the necks of like several different superheroes. Like Quasar is one of them. Wonder Man's one of them. I can't remember the rest. And I guess all the other ones end up destroying theirs. Cause they're like, no, whatever. And Quasar keeps his like, it's not that he's like hooking up with her or anything. He just keeps it. So that's why she's able to come help him. Cause he has that pod and like, she's still mm-hmm. connected to him. So she feels that, but anyway, that's a little bit about her. It's really annoying trying to talk about her. But I loved how they like how even, every time your eyes have to go up, <laughs> and I roll them too. But I love how they depict that. Even and then Quasar is like her, and like he's like grammatically, this is ridiculous, or like something like that. As he's, <laughs> you're like, wait, you're recognizing this? What you're saying makes no freaking sense because he's like, well, her. I realize this sounds strange when I'm talking to you, but. Her in capital, and he's like, "This is grammatically confusing." <laughs> it, it it is grammatically confusing. I the fact that they wrote that in was great because that I don't know that was that was pretty cool. I'm, I love when they can on do a, that. On a side note, I just wish it would be like there'd be like two females staying next to each other, and they're like, "What are you gonna do with her?" And then hers one of them. So then they're like, "Who me? No, her. Wait, there's who? Which her are you?" And then I just wish that they had that sort of comedic gold somewhere in some sort of... Maybe they will in the next few issues. I hope so. I feel like, like the Quasar ones really might happy. have something like that. They have to. It has that, that levity to it. it like does. It's, it's like a chill book. and It read really... Like back to the Quasar. But it did. It read, it read well. It was entertaining. It was funny. There was... I don't know. Just It wasn't just a serious... <laughs> well like Feel. with these old comics sometimes they can be a bit of a slug trying to get through and right. the quasar ones went by really they went quick. really fast i even found myself going really quick through like wonder man um those yeah. are those are like really quick reads for me um but i don't know because i i, I kind of count this as like homework so like whenever i'm doing it like i have to like <laughs> tell my wife like i have research and notes i have to take i need you to give me some time um but I don't know if we were like in the like the last like Captain America when we were supposed to keep going because then it was like continued in and then I kept going. It was like the subway scene with like crossbones. 
Which I was trying to figure out, was that like a Punisher kind of thing, or is that yeah, totally separate? Uh, yeah, I didn't care anything about that for this, because that's like... I still read it, though, so that was kind of neat, too. I still read, I still <laughs> I read <did> it, <laughs> but I, I wasn't sure if we were if no. we were supposed to talk about it, because like I said, it, this is all supposed to be Galactic Storm, but uh, I actually liked that. That was like one of like the part of Captain America that I thought was really interesting, and like it went really quick. I mean, not just because it was a small amount of, um, I guess, like pages, but it was a really good easy it wasn't e- it wasn't an easy read because of the content that they're talking about and what happens in it but it shows you how awesome crossbow is yeah. like i mean he just legitimately like he pulls out a like it reminded of like crocodile dundee or whatever he's like that's not a knife this is a knife and then he, ki- and then he, ki- and then he kills the guy <laughs> like, i was like oh and the guy even said like and then it got like the little like the little bleep where he says f you so then like and then he throws the blade he catches it and then he stabs him in his mouth I was like, okay, you're awesome. You are, like, seriously B.A. right now. And then he sits down and eats a sandwich and fries in front of her (laughs) while she's handcuffed behind a post in a subway. Okay, whatever. Whatever you want to do there, boss. (laughs) Did you read the first one, the Captain America one? Yeah. (laughs) With the (laughs) the night where he just... (laughs) Like, the whole TV with the red skills or whatever, and they... uh, Hold on a second, what did he say? This dude... (laughs) Oh, wait, was this? Yeah, the random story. He, he keeps the girl alive. <laughs> so as oh, he says, he keeps her alive. So as to the end of time, she basically deserves to die being a worthless person or something like ridiculous. Jeez. And I was like, what the heck am I reading? <laughs> I did. I don't. I don't even remember that. But that sounds horrible. <laughs> that, well, it's this. This lady said she was arrested by Cap. She brings Jack O' Lantern, Blackwing, and Cutthroat. God, the names are so, <laughs> so bad. bad. And then they, they said something about the red skills where she brings them for him. I don't know. I probably wrote everything wrong. I have no idea. But I just remember that and this is ridiculous. Um, I was going <laughs> to... It's off that topic. But I liked when um, the fact that Quasar's real name is Wendell Vaughn. We don't always get real yeah. names, so I didn't know that it was his real name. Was Wendell? Like, Wendell. Yeah, that's... Yeah. That shows some you of when these, he Some was, of these names are horrible, though. Like in the one I was talking about where they had two onslaughts the other guy his name is they're like excellent moon dancer (laughs) (laughs) like did they just put this in like a random superhero name generator and this is what this guy came up with was moon dancer i'm pretty sure in the last issue of whichever one that was they mentioned moon dragon where quasar was trying to find out about moon dragon and then they go to moon dancer and you're like are we on a moon phase here yeah, and are there powers like Moon Knights where they only get powers when the moon's out? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. No, on. I think it's just they like to use the word moon. Okay, well, is this written around the time of Moonraker? <laughs> <laughs> moon Dragon. I mean, she's we've dealt with her a little she's bit. Been around for right, a while. Well, my, my Marvel name is now uh, Shieldbreaker. I don't know why. It's just Shieldbreaker. That's my name. Okay, Shieldbreaker. Shieldbreaker. I'm going to start calling you that from now on to differentiate the two of you. Okay. <laughs> you can call me SB for short if you want to. No, no, just Shieldbreaker. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, it sounds, it's be, it's it, better than Moondancer. It sounds it like a is. Thor weapon is what it sounds like. An Eric weapon or a Thor weapon? Ooh, Thor. Hmm. Yes. yes. Okay, very good. Yes. Very good. That's all I needed. Uh, I wanted to go back to uh, Ronan the Accuser. Which I thought was a cool scene, and when I had they no idea there was like a thousand Ronins. I didn't even. I didn't know that accusers. That, that, that's what I, I was talking no about. I, the accusers were a real thing, and not just I'm Ronin the accuser. But there's also nineteen thousand other accusers. But I'm Ronin. For some reason, <laughs> I thought about like just like taking a screenshot and putting them next to like Deadpool, like on, like Deadpool Inc. <laughs> or whatever. And now there's like a thousand of them. Like that's that's essentially what I got out of that. Well, because they made such a big weight of it, like especially in the original Captain Marvel. He was the one that was basically working with Yonrod to like, you need to kill this Marvel guy. Like, he's attaching himself to the humans, and we need to stop this. So I took that as like he's like the ultimate being, which clearly he's he might be the general there, but ultimately there's a bunch of these accusers, and then there was the pursuers. Yeah, the other yeah, ones. that was weird. So didn't they note that in the issues that we read that they thought there was only Ronan and there were more? They did, yeah. So I wonder if this is the first appearance of the rest of them. It's kind of neat. I mean, it was the whole entire city, the whole... You know, and I thought it was cool because, like, the whole by Pama that they always say, or whatever, or like, you know, and ho- like by Hala, by Pama. And I, when they then they continue to do that in like the old Marvel stuff because he was a Cree, he had all that same terminology. So he would, you know, he'd always be like, oh, by Pama, I can't believe that happened. And like, oh my God, I roll. And uh, it was the same thing here where they started using that. And you're like, oh, clearly you were a Cree. And like, I thought it was cool because you're tying a lot of like what's happening to his history on this city, which is clearly just about fighting. Like, these, what is it, Stellar, Stellarax? Is that right, Stellarax? Ster- um, 
Shatterax? Shatterax. Shatterax, and then the other pursuer, that they were like prototypes of these new war machines. And then the, they were like, oh, well, if you rush this, you're going to take 20 years off of his life. Yeah. Like, not, not he's only going to live for like a day. <laughs> 20 years off his life. Like, are we talking centuries? And then now you only, you only get 20 years of that? Like, that, that seemed like a huge deal. And he's like, oh, no big deal. 20 years. What? Yeah, he must, he must live for <laughs> centuries because 20 years off of somebody that lives like 60 years, that's a, that's a big chunk. But the third. It is. Wow, good job. You're so You're good welcome. at math. Shield breaker. And look, and look, my calculator's not even up either. <laughs> That's how good I am. A very simple math. <laughs> two plus two is four. So, I guess... Uh, Unless you have the reality, Jim. Ooh. Ooh. Throwback. Ooh. Nice. Ballin'. What if this is all in the reality, Jim? Ooh. Oh, man. <laughs> you just blew my freaking mind. Okay. Uh, no. So, okay, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, the Star Jammers and Wonder Man mm, yeah. before we wrap up because I love the Star Jammers and you should love the Star Jammers. I should, and I'm gonna call out that one of my favorite moments with the Star Jammers is Corsair being like, "I'm out. I'm not doing this," and he just oh, storms yeah. out. And Jake uh, McCoslin, since this is Shieldbreaker and you're <laughs> yeah, you're you Jake, I can just call you Jake now. Perfect. Uh, so thanks, Jake. Do you no, do you know who Corsair <laughs> is? I don't. You know, oh. you know who my my man crush is in comic books. Yes, that's his dad. No way. Yeah. yeah. So by default, by you default, love him. I like him. Um, and but then there are moments like this where I love him. And I'm like, yeah, this is totally a move that your son would do. Like, <laughs> I need to find I need to find these books and figure out which ones they are, and then I should let you borrow them if you haven't read them because he's in them, and he, they mention about how he's Cyclops' dad, and it's pretty cool because yeah. it's. Hmm. But anyway, not to not to get Find too far. Yeah. I, I I think I have them somewhere. I have like a trunk of books because like, I don't have enough bookshelves. But um, yeah, if I find them, I'll let you. I'll I, definitely do it. I just have storage tubs that have a bunch of different comics in them. And I, I do, try I, to. I do too. Yeah, it's it's as organized as it can be. So like, yeah. there's Uncanny in one, X Men in the other, and and then a bunch of. When you randos. have kids and you have like prized possessions, you kind of keep like the quick stuff that you always want to read. But then the stuff that you're like, I don't want you to rip this. Cause I don't know when I could find another copy of this. Yep. That goes in the, the tubs. So the, the wonder man thing is kind of how we end. I think it was the last issue that we read. Yep. I think it was chapter 11 yep. and wonder man and vision battle the star jammers who are, it's Raza, Chad and Hebzibah. I think of the three that have decided to take this mission I guess at one point binary had separated and we saw that earlier and Corsair basically says, F you guys, I'm not doing this. Which bothered me that they were like, I'm going to keep going with the mission. Cause I, I kind of imagine that as like, if the X-Men were to do a big mission or, yeah. you know, Avengers were without captain or Cyclops. Like, I don't see why you would just leave your leader or like if obviously your leader probably would have like the best interest at heart. So therefore if your leader says, no, I don't want to do this. Well, you know, we're going to do it anyway. I, yeah, so if we were talking like X-Men and all that, that's one thing, but they're space pirates. I mean, that's, so, a, I mean, that's a valid point, but... Are they, like, are they like the Ravagers? No. They're more like... I guess they're in between like the Ravagers and the Guardians. Fair enough. So like they'll get involved and help if something comes up. Ultimately, but, they're looking for wrecked ships and... Yeah, they're just... Destroying. They're just pirates. They seem kind of awesome. They are. Is there a whole line about them, or are they just like an edit? There is. Mm. So you might want to look into that since you have this, like, Guardians and space kind of <laughs> fixation. But uh, so they decide to go on with it, even though Corsair says deuces, and it's just the three of them. And then so Vision and Wonder Man hijack. They're, like, get onto the ship with them, and they have this battle, and they have this conversation. I guess we end up ending the whole thing with the wonder man and vision trapped or inside of the bomb or like the part of the spacecraft that yeah. had the bomb in it. And they're just floating in space. So I'm like, okay, where's this? Where's I thought this that going? it was pretty cool. Cause after, um, wonder man and vision, they, they don't stalemate them, but they're trying to talk to them while they're fighting. And then they're like, Oh, uh, we put the ship on ultra fast pilot. Like, and then, so they run and it's like, it's too late. Too late, Raza. We're moving too quickly to avoid the Stargate. You'll have to jettison the bomb, Raza. And it says, but the two Avengers. And they go, well, as them themselves, I see them as two lives against billions. And then they just hit the button, 
see you, bro. Got to go. Yeah. Which is pretty much what they were after when they came in. They're like, you know, it's we can't. It's what yeah. It's what they. So it's ultimately what they cool, wanted. Yeah. But then I obviously they wanted to make it out make without it. being <laughs> on a bomb ship. Yeah, they wanted that whole rationale, like using rational or reason, and which they even point out that like. Vision makes the comment, if Lalandra's willing to go on with this bomb, then clearly that's the way that she sees as their only option because she right. uses reason in her decisions. And it's uh, okay. They have an Avengers communication card. They can always communicate with Quasar, pick him up wherever they're at. So, <laughs> hey, Quasar, if you get this in the next 15 minutes, please go ahead and quantum jump over to our location, please. So, okay, were there any other highlights that you guys wanted to cover before we wrap up? One quick question. Yeah. So Dr. Madeira... Madeira, Sarah Minerva. Minerva, sorry. Minerva. I obviously so she was this homoglobin guy, right? That was the one that she was basically her hemoglobin. Homoglobin was uh, hobgoblin. Sorry. Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin. Yeah, <laughs> shape shifted to make it look like Doctor Minerva. By the way, was thanks she... for being confusing again with hobgoblin. <laughs> no kidding. Like, why do we have to reuse the same freaking names? I just anyway. So that was that was part of what I was looking at. And I was like, so is this? Was she involved in any of this, or is she basically not even involved in Atlas the entire no, time? She, no, 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 she, she was, was, but they like knocked her unconscious, right? Because they found okay. they She Hawk and them were talking to her afterwards. Because that's okay. So that, that's yeah. what confused me. Because I was like, wait, I thought she was no that, Hobgoblin, that was but now she's talking Dr. to Minerva. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, because I was really confused on how that happened. So that's that makes like more the sense. whole. Uh, so was it? Oh, you're straight bullet. You're right. Then she he corrected it because then that that way he left the real Doctor Minerva on Earth. Yeah, gotcha. they, they left her on Earth, and that's like that whole reveal we get. I think it was it Mockingbird or Spider Woman. I think it was Mockingbird. I believe it was Mockingbird because everyone mm-hmm. else left her because then she like made a comment about it. Yeah, about she, how everyone leaves her and she's like the cleanup person or something. And then she like comes around the corner and she's like, "Oh my God, you!" And then of course it cut to somewhere else. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, to answer your question, sorry, she's, yeah, that, she's I, still in captivity or whatever. I read that one. I missed that completely. My, <laughs> I I I wanted to end it with the last. Um, where Vision's talking to to Wonder Man, he says, "You have won your argument, Wonder Man. This journey has been interrupted, and we have not blown. You must be pleased. Oh yeah, I'm just tickled pink, except for one little thing. And then this artwork at the very end <laughs> is freaking amazing. And it says, the fact that we're all alone in a giant bomb drifting through the Shi'ar galaxy <laughs> with no way to get home. And then like I imagine that kind of just being like a mid." season finale where it's like yeah we're gonna come back in two months and then here's it's gonna pick up but it ends on such a cliffhanger for like especially for like everyone that's listening to this and it's like holy crap that's a great point that i hadn't thought of and honestly i hadn't actually read any of these before and i was so happy that's the last issue that we read like the the way that we structured it landed with that because that's a perfect way to segue or move into the next one or whatever um so we're going to start doing things a little differently at the end of the episodes. We're going to start rating what we read, the storyline, or at least the part of the storyline that we read. I'd like to you guys to keep in mind that a five is a good review. It's not a bad review, despite what our media makes us think. So the way I kind of would like you guys to think about it is in terms of a one to 10 scale and one to three being banish from all of Marvel history. Like, this is terrible. No one should ever touch this. And then four to seven being the borrow. So you're going to, you'd recommend somebody to go try and find it at the library or to borrow it from somebody who has it. So it's worth reading. And then the eight to 10 being, you should buy this, you should own it and should be part of your collection. So with that scale in mind, how do you guys rate this? Uh, I would say a seven and a half. I know that's kind of weird, but I feel like you could be on the fence either way. Um, some of the issues do stand out and then it kind of gives you, for instance, like we think that Thor is like standoutish. So like if you were to see certain parts of it that were make you feel like, oh, okay, like, you know, you're getting Eric to finally be the Thor that we want or need him to be, then you can say that I could own these to show you where he starts getting his confidence and showing you how, um, Thor could be against a character like Gladiator. But at the same time, I could see where there are parts where we don't like Rick Jones or you don't uh, parts of Wonder Man kind of get on your nerves or even Captain America. You don't find yourself in love with him like how we have been recently. So you can own it or borrow it. So I don't I feel like it just kind of depends on what kind of person you are. So if you're like an Eric Thor fan, then it's an own column. Right. But if you're in, the, you know, I don't like 
the first two issues because of Rick or I don't, you know, then you could borrow it, still get the overall appeal of the first 11 and still be able to get the galactic storm approach and feel for yourself. Nice. I like that. I don't want to copy your number, but I do think seven, if I look at this whole picture, is very accurate because for me, I would say like a nine for the issues with Quasar. So like Quasar, the Rick Jones and um, uh, Captain Atlas fight to me was really cool. Like that was probably like that'd be like, I'd love to have that to read that physically in front of me. That art was great. The, that was great for me. Uh, the fight with the Gladiator was another one of those that I'd be like, give it like a nine or a ten. Like that, something that would be awesome to have. And then you have like the other issues that I'm like, I would probably give it like a six um, when I get down to like the Captain America or the Iron Man. They were cool, but they weren't like, hey, I definitely would not want to have those. So I think averaging probably gets you about a seven okay. just based on pure Plus, 11. I mean, <laughs> but like you said, I mean, the art and then some of the, the fight scenes and even the humor is, is really there. So like mm-hmm. that's why I feel like you could go either way for whoever it is. Like me, I would lean more towards the seven and a half if I've actually got to buy it and own it. Yeah, for me, I think I'm going to land with a a solid six. Like there are those standout moments, but I'm honestly not in love enough with Eric Thor or Quasar yet to say that I should own it. But I can see your total point. And like, I would agree that if you're a Quasar fan or you're an Eric Masterson fan, like you should pick up at least the Thor and Quasar corresponding issues, maybe not the entire thing and maybe borrow the rest. But I do think it's definitely worth reading. And like I said, I I think six is a good number. I think it gets crapped on in our society. But to me, I think you need to read it. If you like anything to do with the Avengers or you like big crossover events, I highly recommend reading it. I second that. It's very true. Also, you can kind of view it as um, if I were to, if someone were to give this to you as a gift, I wouldn't throw it in the trash. You know what I mean? So you can have it as a fun, as a funny way too. So if I was like, "Hey Brian, happy birthday, bro! I got you the first eleven issues of Galactic Storm," be like, "Oh, okay, cool, thanks, buddy. Like, I appreciate it." And you could you you can put them up in a cover or mint or you know however you want to do it. But I know that you're not going to just be like, "Oh, okay." I just after I leave, you just slowly push them into the disposal and then they just stay there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't do that with these. So. Jake, where can they find you on social media? Uh, on Instagram, JT McCausland. Shieldbreaker. Uh, it's the Instagram and the Twitter. It's Golfendor. <laughs> and it might end up changing to Shieldbreaker, like at Shieldbreaker. You totally so, need to change it. I'm thinking about it, actually. So don't tempt me. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Marvel underscore Mythos and on Twitter at Marvel Mythos Pod. The episode that you guys are going to get next week is Avengers Operation Galactic Storm Part 2. And we'll actually cover the last, I think it's eight chapters of Operation Galactic Storm, and then a few post uh, tie-ins, which will be like Captain America 401 and Quasar 35 and 36. And uh, you can see the full list on marvelmythos.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Yes. Okay. Which I kind of got carried away here, but yes, we will rate the episode. He can always edit it There's in. So much he's he's the wizard. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm Shieldbreaker. He's wizard. Oh, this is great. <laughs> I can be space. <laughs> oh You're negative zone. No. You're Rick Jones, dude. No. <laughs> Just call him Rick from now on. <laughs> I'm not coming here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Uh, Rick Jones, where can they find you on social media? (laughs)